You have to align yourself with your purpose in life, right? You need to cut out all the bullshit that keeps you distracted. Distracted. The Instagram, the pornography, even I would even argue and say excessive gaming, all that. You need to cut it out because these things are actually um, distracting you from your innate desire for conquest and competition. Rabi al Qadi, man, this guy was just opening up our minds to so much new information. Breaking the matrix, that was the main thing. Uh, <laughs> we talk about vegetable oil. oil. <laughs> we talk about vegetable oil for a good portion of this podcast. But how does that relate to you and your life and living an independent and free life? It's all about being healthy, man, and having that nutritious health factor in your life is um, like it just pushes you forward. It propels you forward to have better mental health, better physical health, and then just becoming a better person yourself. He's an entrepreneur. King Sims is his new project. He's a pioneer in his field, man. He's the first one to do this. One SIM card that works in multiple locations, more than one country. That's a crazy idea, man. That's, that's, and on top of that, the packaging is so beautiful. It just looks amazing. It looks like, you know, the SIM, the Rolex of SIM cards. It's just, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And he really pops off. You want a guy with high energy? This is a podcast. (laughs) This is a podcast for y'all. So if you're a dude, check out this podcast. And women can also check out this podcast too. Yeah, of course. We don't discriminate. (laughs) (laughs) But this is where it all started. And that was me. This is where he is right now. All right. (laughs) Uh Rabia, how did you get from, from there? What took you to that spot and how do you turn it around? We all need to know. I need to know. Of course. Well, the main thing for me, uh, me, I grew up my whole life uh, struggling with childhood obesity and all that. You know, like uh, my parents are divorced and, uh, you know, I was living under like a single mom my whole life and all that. And she wasn't really... Um, the best that sort of giving us the best nutrition, like we were having Maccas. Oh, you guys know Maccas, uh, McDonald's, like every every day. <laughs> that's, that's what we call Mac. We call McDonald's in in Australia. We call it Maccas. But um, yeah, we we're having uh, McDonald's like pretty much like four or five times a week. So lots of vegetable oils, very very unhealthy vegetable oils, and all this shit. And uh, of course, it it sort of you know like it sort of uh, caught up to me. And for me, actually, I actually when I when I turned uh, about 17, I had lost weight uh, the first time. I lost like 30, 40 kilos. I got down, but then I was focusing on my HSC. Uh, it was sort of like our end of year uh, exams as well was in a relationship and all that. And then I, I had to leave her. So I sort of experienced like a little bit of heartbreak. And then, and then I just sort of let myself go and I put back all my weight with interest. And uh, the thing is, is that um, my story can resonate with a lot of people uh, struggling with their body, with their weight, with their self-image. Uh, because, uh, you know, like our bodies are, are temples and you really need to see it as a temple. And if you don't take care of your temple, if you make it sure it's mess, if you keep it messy and unhealthy and all that, it will reflect in your mind. It'll, your mind will start to catch up on you and your bad habits can start to eat you inside. And dealing with your self-image is a very, 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 very complex thing Um as a man, because especially in this day and age, especially, uh, we have uh, a lot of people, it's just how humans are. We we tend to judge accordingly to what we see first. And then we 
sort of make our assumptions from there. So even though I was very overweight or obese, I was a very like a social guy, very like, I would say I was a bit over, over social to sort of compensate. But other than that, I was still a very uh, like great guy to be around, like good energy and all that. But deep down, I had uh, a lot of, uh, I would say, a lot of trauma and uh, and insecurities that, that would show. It would show, and especially with the people that would meet me. But uh, the main thing is, uh, you know, going through these past four or five years of my life, uh, I, I, I knew that, you know, especially when I put back on my weight and it came on like within a span of three, four years, you know what I mean? Like I knew that I never wanted to be like this. I knew my potential. I knew, um, I knew how handsome I actually am when I lose weight. And uh, I knew that if I uh, was to continue down this road, uh, sure, I can make money and all that, but I'd live a very, very unhappy and unhealthy lifestyle. And that, to me, is not worth uh, any type of money that any man can uh, get because the reality is, is that looking back back then, I would literally say I would pay anything, any money, any any price, name, name a price, and I would pay it just so that I could uh, look normal, so I could look good, you know, be happy with myself and all that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it a massive cost like you know to about a year a year and seven months ago i did the i did the sleeve the surgery so i cut about 80 uh, percent of my stomach and uh it was it was uh, you know i was meeting someone at the time as well and you know she was a she was her own case but i actually wanted to sort of make a a a great a great shift in my reality I wanted to make a very, very big shift in my reality to make sure that this time around there was no, go- there was no going back. And uh, I'll be honest with you, this past year, like seven, eight months, has probably been the most challenging, uh, the, the, the most challenging times of my life because, you know, every day when I eat and all that, it's, it's constant pain. It's, it's constant. I have to, I have to like... I have to deal with pain every single day as well because the doctor took more of my stomach than normal. He actually fucked up. He took more than normal. And uh, at the end of the day, every single day, uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, I was learning. Like I was, yeah, yeah, I was, I was was getting a lot of lessons to say that this is, this is the cost that you have to pay. This is the price you have to pay if you completely not, not look after yourself. That's the reality. And uh, for me, it came like I just I completely shifted. I only eat like natural food. I I tend to stick to animal food, like like meat and all that. Uh, I try to keep it simple. I stay away. I did like massive research on vegetable oils and the impacts of vegetable oils and, mm. and how it's in everything. And it's a fucking. It's also a matrix attack. If I that's another separate topic. I'm not, Wait. Even, not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. What do you mean like, by a matrix attack? <laughs> Who's attacking you from the matrix, Serbia? No, no, no. Uh, if you. <laughs> Actually, if you actually just look at it, just to briefly explain it to you, uh, vegetable oils, right? Just to give you a, a brief, a little brief history on it. Uh, vegetable oils really came around in the 1970s to 1975s when the world was going through its first phase of inflation. You know, I was explaining it to Muhammad about the US dollar and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they sort of convinced the world. They literally did it with clever, clever, clever marketing. Uh, Ogilvy and Mather were actually responsible. They're, they're sort of like the, the greatest marketers to ever exist. Uh, they convinced the world that uh, vegetable oils and, and these palm oils are actually heart healthy by, by pushing the, the idea that cholesterol was bad. Cholesterol was bad. And what they did, 
um, is that they actually realized that, you know, they could make tons amounts of unhealthy oils uh, from corn and bizarre, you know, seeds. They actually call vegetables. Yeah. Actually, there's, there's no such thing as a vegetable oil. You can't extract any oil out of a vegetable. It actually all comes from seeds. And uh, Procter and Gamble, which is the first people that made uh, Crisco, uh, they found out that uh, they could make, uh, you know, like beef fat lard. It, you know, like they could, they could also they could, yeah. they could compress uh, the, uh, the the seeds and all that, and chemically extract as much oil from these seeds, and it looked like beef fat lard, which is what people were used to back in the day. That like pre nineteen seventy, everyone cooked with with salmon. Mm -hmm with butter, uh, animal fats and all that. And people never had uh, these instances of cancer, uh, macular degeneration, uh, bad skin, uh, and all these heart problems, high cholesterol. They actually is, it's actually a recent 50-year phenomenon. And it was actually designed like this because the reality is, is, and even there are doctors saying now, they don't know why they push this, but it got so embedded that they even convinced the next generation of doctors to tell people to stay away from... Uh, fats that we were always used to eating, such as butter, beef fat, um, animal fats. We were all used to eating it. Our, our bodies were designed to actually eat it because it's very rich in vitamins, uh, vitamins and minerals. And they got us uh, hooked onto these um, these industrial seed oils because it was so cheap to manufacture. Like they can make a liter of of vegetable oil for like a six cents, something ridiculously. Like it's too, it's too, wow. too, too cheap. I see. It's, yeah, and and uh, if you see how it's actually chemically extracted and how they extract it, um, you guys would actually vomit because uh, they 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 extract it. <laughs> yeah, they extract it using these massive uh, massive oil refineries. Like it looks like if you go see a vegetable oil company, it looks like a a, a place where they extract petrol. It looks exactly yeah. like <laughs> the Kuwait. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even kidding. Um, yeah. yeah. So they the world that um and they convince doctors they convince mm -hmm. doctors they can nutritionists to follow the usda uh the the guidelines you know the guidelines the guidelines stay away from uh, cholesterol raising uh, fats and all that but this was probably the best mechanism to sort of uh reduce the increasing population of the earth and make people very unhealthy and you see there's a direct uh, direct link when people's uh, cancer is going higher and their health is getting worse and they are sort of uh, relying uh, and they're sort of eating these oils without even knowing, you know, it's all, it's all, all this stuff that you see from, from everything like that. It's, it's, it has these vegetable oils. So they achieve two things. One, massive cost reduction and two, mm. massive detriment in people's health. Now, this, mm. the second one was the most important one. Why? Mm. Because these vegetable oils, are now causing, and people, doctors and scientists speak out of that. If you don't believe me, you can go research Dr. Paul Saladino, Dr. Chris Kenobi, Dr. Um, who, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. They're talking about there. They're all talking about these uh, these industrial seed oils, and it has a direct link. You see, if you take these, uh, if you keep, if you have a diet consisting primarily of this, what happens? Your dachet goes higher. So when your dachet goes higher, who do you see? A doctor. What does he do? He prescribes you. He prescribes you blood pressure medication. Okay, hold on. Now what ah, if you now you stop? <laughs> all linked. Stop. It's all linked. It's all linked. <laughs> so is this but, like the uh, the major 
part of the plan of the pharma company, <laughs> Big Pharma. They all link. They all link. It's not. It's not some. Actually, it's yeah, actually it's all money. No, no, it's actually not a conspiracy. It's actually not a conspiracy. You can just go research who owns these pharmaceutical companies and who owns these food companies, the ma major food companies that own everything, Nestle and all that. They all know what ha what's happening. No, um, I, but I, I agree with you because. Like, I agree with you because they did the same thing with uh, with smoking back in the I think it was in the 40s and 50s. They they used to promote it yeah, as like well, a very health, very healthy thing to smoke. They, and it was like good for you. They would pay doctors to say very it was true. like you should do it. Uh, there's always there's always these run by major corporations to play with your mind and what is actually healthy, for, what is good for you, and what is not. Yeah. So you know who made smoking felt uh, like all right. You have to understand the marketing behind cigarettes. Marketing behind cigarettes died in around the 50s. So somebody had to come up with a new marketing plan. And who was that? Marlboro. Marlboro. Was the one manufacturer, the Marlboro man. If you know the Marlboro man, like right. he was yes. a big deal in America. So he was the yeah. cool factor in America. So if you don't smoke, yep. you're not cool. And like, it, it's like, wow. The things that came after smoking and they knew all the consequences of smoke like picture it's crazy it's yeah. so fucking and it's, i'm sorry man. So... I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what yeah. do we do what do we do about this all right there's oils i get it oil and sugar right all these things so many things are out to get us right they're addictive and then you have video games pornography what else is out there Things scamming you, people trying to rip you off, taking Instagram, TikTok, everything's trying to dis destroy you. Okay, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and how did how did you get out of it? Because um, it seems like uh, you've made a transformation, not just physically, but also like mentally about all this, and kind of woke up, right? So how what what happened? Tell me about it. What should I do? What should I do? It starts. It starts with a very easy answer, and that answer is choice. Mm. At the end of the day, for example, like when I was back in Australia, um, I was cooking everything in beef fat and all that because what I realized as well, there was a high rate of people that did my surgery and they kept gaining weight after a year and a half. They kept gaining weight, like they put it all back on, and yeah. doctors, wow. were, doctors were not and understanding. I swear to God, they they would put all their weight back on and even sometimes extra. And doctors and nutritionists were like perplexed. They were puzzled. They were like, why are these guys putting away? They even have a smaller stomach. It's not possible. But if you go back and you look at it, um, it's because these doctors and nutritionists, they're taught by the same foundations that pushing all these uh, vegetables or not. And they kept telling uh, their patients, don't eat butter. Don't eat like, uh, don't eat like uh, cholesterol raising uh, fats, like animal fats and all that. The, like the exact advice they were giving them was the advice making them fatter. And uh, they were telling them, just cook with canola oil, which is actually from rapeseed, um, and uh, and cook with uh, like vegetables and all that because they're low on cholesterol. And then what was happening is there's a massive phenomenon is that after a year and a half, these people are gaining weight again. But how? It's not possible. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've met so many people that, that also did the surgery and they were saying the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm listening to what the doctor and nutritionist is saying. I'm listening to exactly what they're saying, but I'm still putting on weight. And these doctors as well are actually finding out, believe it or not, it's not even sugar that's actually the problem. It's these vegetable oils because all the chocolate, you know, everything packaged and processed that has sugar in it, 
is, is made with vegetable oils. If you don't believe right. me, you can go it's, actually turn around. It's all unsaturated fats, right? Is that, is that what it yeah. is? No, no. So saturated fats are actually good for you. Look at that. When they yeah. tell you the advice, it's the opposite. Trust me. Yeah, they're giving you unsaturated. Saturated fats is like the one that you find in butter and like uh, animal fats, which is actually yes. should be consumed because it can actually be broken down in your body much easier. Like yeah, yeah, that's and, right. That's right. But the unsaturated fats, which is in the oil that you're talking about, because um, like that's why they tell you to stay away from fried food because they cook it in these these types of oils that are not healthy for your body, filled up unsaturated fats, which ends up you know building up in your body. And just, yes. just get digested. Exactly right. And that's the thing that they're actually realizing. You guys can go research Dr. Chris Kenobi. Uh, vegetable oil specifically, they actually bypass. So because they're actually uh, very toxic with aldehydes, they have a lot of chemical aldehydes in them. Uh, they, they, Your body to process that amount of toxins goes, whoa, I actually can't process this now. Send it into fat. I'll process it later. So mm. fat, fat itself isn't just like, oh, fat. It's just fat. It stays there. It's not. Fat is also a protection mechanism for your body to store toxins away from your body to keep it out of your blood system, your blood. Because if it goes inside your blood, you could die. So your body's extraordinarily intelligent. It's like, whoa, what do we do with this? Send it to fat. I can't deal with it now. I'll, I'll deal with it later. I'll, that's exactly yeah. what your body does. Um, to even like prove this point, uh, in Australia, uh, I was cooking. I was like, I was frying all my food. I was mainly frying batata because I love I love batata. Okay, <laughs> 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 like a true Lebanese guy. <laughs> In the day I die, I love batata mitliya, but um, of course I had to make that choice. It goes back to what I said, and I just went back to what we were always using. I, I in Australia, I even proved uh, like this sort of uh, hypothesis that I have. Um, I started to fry all my fried foods in in beef fat. And once you once you do once you put fat once you heat it in the it actually turns into like a oil. It's it turns into like oil, and it's actually probably the most delicious thing you guys can ever fry with. Um, mm. And if you don't believe me, McDonald's before nineteen uh, so before nineteen eighty nine, they were cooking all their fried foods in beef fat. You don't believe me? Just go wow, I want to go, wow. I wanna go yes. back then. Yeah, get a burger. So and if you look at it, no one, yeah, obesity wasn't really that high, and all that. All these. All of them, five guys, all of them were cooking everything in beef fat. They were frying everything in beef fat, natural beef fat that we could, that our body knows exactly how to process. You guys can check the history. But um, I, I believe I would, I'd actually like to debate you on this point because like, there's, there's multiple factors that can be inf like involved in this situation. Since, for example, uh, before 1989, I feel like people maybe were a bit more active than... Uh, than nowadays if you know what i mean and uh, yeah. Yeah. i mean that's one factor plus i think another reason why they stopped selling it making it with the sorry beef fat is because it's more expensive uh so yes uh yes yes it is it is a bit more expensive but you see look i just literally told you guys in life there's a massive cost to pre uh, pay if you try to go the cheap route you'll get a cheap result if you try to cook things with, with bad quality ingredients, it will reflect in your body 1,000%, not 100%, 1,000%. And it's, it, there's this direct correlation, but it, in actuality, um, if you look at it, there was, uh, there was no reason to shift that. Like even Lahams now, they throw away mm. their fat. They throw it away because they have this idea that, oh, it's not good for you. But that's actually the, it's actually the, the opposite. It's actually the opposite. It's actually very good for you. And um, 
our bodies need something extraordinarily important, more important than carbohydrates, and that's called fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D, K, and K2, and H, and E. Vitamin E, especially. These vitamins are rich in butter, uh, ghee, so semnitl uh, butter. Uh, it's rich in, in beef fat, uh, animal fats, mainly beef fat, but it's, it's rich in these, in these vitamins. Why? Because grass is rich in these vitamins and all that. And who eats grass? The cows. Why do you think God created these animals? They are actually eating the nutrients from the grass, extracting it, their bodies are digesting it, and it goes within their body and their cells, and we eat that. Do you understand? That's that's how we correlate. I understand. So we, yeah. yeah, we are getting these fat-soluble vitamins um, from from animal animal fats, and it's it's very, very important, and they've, they've convinced mm-hmm. the whole like I'm, I'm i'm telling you it's 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 very bad it's very bad i'm talking about like there are 50, 50 year olds like 50 year olds in, born in 1970 uh that literally forgot that their mothers and all that were cooking everything in like butter and salmon and all that they literally forgot and they did that by design because they wanted people's health to get worse essentially it's all it's all connected yeah. the whole it, connected. exactly and, uh, yeah and you know, uh, just yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't correct. Like, they, and instead of like helping you change your lifestyle, and they're just like, here, take some meds. Take some. <laughs> take some anti-cholesterol yes. meds or something. Yeah, exactly. To, exactly. Um, and then you're trapped in this trap of this loop. Exactly. You're stuck in this perpetual cycle of of listening to your doctor. Doctor, like, oh shit. Now you got another problem. Okay. Well, here's another prescription for this medication that medication then causes another side effect oh well you got another issue okay well to fix that side effect we need to prescribe you this and do you see how it's all connected like how yes. do you even know in america people people are so dependent on pharmaceuticals people have like yeah everything you think humans were designed like that? Yeah. no 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 way yeah exactly designed <laughs> to live like that and, and then they say no. and then they say oh this is what the doctor told me do you know do you know what i'm trying to say this is this is actually <laughs> very, this it's is a run around power when they have this kind of, uh, <laughs> when they have this kind of circle they have power like and it's scary and it's sad but once you get addicted there's it's very hard to stop then exactly so the addiction so how do you get out of addiction? Because it's one thing, like, you know this, you can now be logical, like, oh, I went through all this, and now I know this, and so I'm not going to do it. But if you're trapped in a cycle, no, like, if it's, you, people, like, people do sorry, things, sorry. you know, are shitty. Like, you, everyone does things that you know are bad for you, right? Like, on a daily basis, <laughs> we all make bad decisions. Um, so I don't know, like, if you went, yeah, but if you went, let's say, Paco, I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but Rabia said everything you just said. He literally said it's a choice. As long as your mentality is fixated on getting better, then you will mm. get better. Like for me, I have A, B, and C. The only solution mm. is me. I'm the solution. Mm-hmm. That's it. No one's going to help me other than me. So that's it. Like there's no medication in the world that can help. No, first of all, every medicine that we have in the world is from the ground. You can mm-hmm. grow your medicine, That's right. but people choose not to grow because they're lazy, because they don't feel like it. They don't eat <laughs> on, by the, the season. They eat all the time. They want it now. They get it now. Mm-hmm. And that's 
that, that's the only drawbacks of capitalism is that now the now factor and people will pay for the now yes yes i agree that's with you <laughs> delivery yeah let me, exactly let me, as well, <laughs> let me as well give you a tiny little background now the reason why as well what i'm talking about is that i'm actually a dropout pharmacist i was studying pharmacy in <laughs> 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 I swear to God, I'm not kidding. I was studying pharmacy in the University of Sydney. I got a very high mark at the end of uh, at the end of uh, high school. Uh, you know, my dad, they were over the moon. Like, you know, I was I was a failing student, and I just I got into I got over I clocked over nineties nineties uh, in my end of years, and I got into pharmacy at the University of Sydney, one of the most prestigious universities in all of Australia, and. Um, and uh, yeah, like I actually realized as well studying pharmacy, like I was two years in and I dropped out the second year. I worked as a farm, a student pharmacist as well for like a year and a half. And I hated what I was doing. Like deep down, people looked up at me with so much like, like, oh, wow, you're so intelligent. You're so smart and all that. But the reality, and I even learned this in pharmacy, is that they're all poisons. That's the, that's actually the reality. They're all extracted from, okay, so these, these, these drugs as well, they're all extracted from plants. Like for example, opioids are extracted from the poppy seed. They're extracted mm -hmm. from poppy, poppy seed. And uh, the, the poppy seed was smoked and used as a relaxant for the body, for anxiety and all that. It was used uh, from, for the Chinese from, for thousands of years, uh, mm -hmm. uh, opium essentially. And um, what, what, what had happened, like uh, what, what I was starting to realize was that, um, uh these are literally uh, poisons so like even in australia uh it's called the uh, it's it's called the psi the poisons uh, the no 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 yeah the poisons uh, scheme index so that's how we reference and we know what drugs to make and all that it's literally called the poison scheme index you know what i mean like if you took uh if you took 20 pills of panadol straight after each other within maybe an hour you start having liver failure like immediately and you probably die there's a high chance 20 30 tablets or panadol like you know, we even learned in pharmacy, the difference between uh, a medication and a poison is just in the dosage. That's it. And that's when you realize, <laughs> wow. hey, this is actually yeah. Done. yeah. And um, that's when you're you blowing everyone's out. minds. I love this podcast, Rubia. This is awesome. You can actually apply that to a lot of things. Um, the, the concept of dosage, you know, because also with with oils and then the food like the food that you ingest that we were talking about if you take it in like certain quantities mm -hmm, you'll be okay sure. yeah you'll be okay mm -hmm. you know your body can handle that but obviously since we tend to over consume we tend to just take we constantly make it a consistent thing to eat things that are unhealthy and also do habits that are unhealthy you know we we start smoking and then we get a nicotine addiction and becomes unhealthy and you know, we become lazy because we don't want to go out or we just don't have the motivation or the will to do anything. And and we call it, it's like, you know, we're resting or we call it a break. But in reality, you're just taking a high dosage of, you know, rest, which is affecting your motivation to do anything. All of this just builds up in your head. And you just have to find a way to learn self-discipline so that you can teach yourself to stay away from taking high dosages of unhealthy whether it be like whether it be substances or whether it be a habit or whether it be people everything dosage is i feel like it's like the main thing when you want to do anything in life mm -hmm. so, that's 100 right uh, mm -hmm. but even like for example as uh, like just to give back on the example of the vegetable oil sometimes uh, you see 
because it's it's actually literally in everything like any chocolates or the, it's in everything it's in everything and it's scary it's actually very scary like when i when i <laughs> when i unlocked and realized the mind i was like this is the matrix this is the fucking matrix the matrix is in the ingredient list right in front of your fucking eyes i'm not kidding when i showed the screen, like what the fuck like it was it was very scary in australia we have a we have a, we have a drink uh, for kids they give to kids it's got milk in it it's milk it's it's a milk uh, drink like it's got like protein and all this shit but till now no one could explain to me not a single person why the fuck are they putting vegetable oil in a milk product wow. uh, till now it, it 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 shocked me till now it actually like I, I think about it i was like bro like you know how many kids i know in australia you know up and go up and go in the mark they put billions of dollars in marketing for kids to drink up and go they and they know the health consequences of of, of vegetables. They even tell you, like, oh, I'll try to limit it. They know it, mm. but they're putting it in a kid's product. And kids, and this is the thing they're even finding about um, vegetable oils and all that, is that they activate, like, the endocannabinoid system in a very um, a different way. So it actually makes you more hungry. It doesn't make you satiated. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and it makes you addicted to it. And so you see these kids pumping up and goes up and go i used to drink up and go think it was fine until i turned to look at the ingredients i was like holy shit there's vegetable like can you think about that boys please does anyone drink milk no uh, uh, yeah i drink yeah 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 i do i drink milk i love milk. natural milk you know like not the not the fucking ultra hydrated one the one that you get from a bottle if imagine right now you guys went to a supermarket and you grabbed milk just milk and then you looked at the back and it said vegetable oil wouldn't you look and be like what the fuck like why why is there vegetable oil in milk no mm-hmm. one could explain to me till now no one could explain to me why they're putting it in a kids in a kids product it's 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 for kids mainly kids only drink it and they know the effects of it but they're putting it in a milk product in milk i don't know yeah so, exactly absolutely yeah to, to, yeah like for me especially in australia i was telling everyone like you know parents and everything you know to to fix this the main thing to do is to make everyone aware aware of it you know like i have i have like i do want to start i'm going to start a business very soon Mm -hmm. i'm just going to be pumping marketing and take the pendulum in the other direction because they convince the world of 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 this poison that they're giving to people on a consistent daily basis i feel like it's 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 my job or essentially to make people aware of this and i want to use my story and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, people need to see a story. People need to see a reason, a platform. Okay, why are you speaking about this? Yeah, well, I have every reason to. I lost 110 kilos. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I've done my research. And the best way, for example, is to make it more available to people. Like back pre-1970, it was very easy to get beef fat ready. You can cook with it and all that. Now, even in Australia, unbelievable. I had to go through like seven supermarkets in my area just to find uh, like just beef fat ready. And even then, like they don't stock it. They don't stock it much. And yeah, that's 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 the the, the main thing is to is to actually mm-hmm. educate the same way they miseducated everyone. Yeah. We have to mm-hmm. take, take it back on the other end, you know, fight fire with water, and mm-hmm. and show people uh, show people the way because there's there's people like you got to go research Dr. Chris Kenobi, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, all they do I will. is <laughs> yeah, all, all they do is just change their nutrition, especially with that family. Just stay away from all these vegetable oils, cook with these animal fats and butter, and I promise you, lawahdom, their body starts naturally losing weight because their body is now getting nourished with all these vitamins mm-hmm. and miracles. And more importantly, their gut. Their gut is getting mm-hmm. nourished with, with all these <clears throat> but, healthy fats. Uh, Rabia, the one thing I will have to like 
say is that people who get to this point and who consume that much, it's not always just about the taste of the food or just the availability of the food. A lot of it's emotional too, right? A lot of these people have psychological issues and that's what's driving them to overconsume or consume, make the wrong things or make bad choices, right? Like, like you say, make good choices, like it's a piece of cake, right? But it's <laughs> for a lot of people, it's like, it's difficult. So what are your thoughts on, uh, since you were talking about pharmaceuticals, like the mental health, uh, situation around the world and like um you know I feel like uh, more yeah. people are struggling and popping meds what do you think Paco? uh no before we move on to the way can i just say one thing i think it's more about because people can't afford to be fat because be fat is not in demand anymore it's not as largely in demand you have to understand that be fat because it's not in demand it's more expensive mm. than regular consumer and the regular consumer only has a cap on what he can buy and cannot buy. Therefore, it's not that easy. I know I, it's, it's beneficial to do the otherwise, other than like, as in get B-fag, get real vitamins for your body, but it's not affordable. So that's the issue. Like, that's the <laughs> issue we live in now. Eating healthy is expensive, actually. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a part of the, 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 the matrix that you guys are referring to, that they make the healthy substances more expensive so that they can keep the people, you know, just like constantly yeah. under control in a way that that's right. they constantly purchase these, uh, the cheaper items. That's right. But I do want to go on to a point about before, and before I go to this point, I think actually Ali's question should be answered about mental health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go on that one. Okay. Okay. So now let me answer that very importantly. The most important, important, important mechanism that helps with your mental health is your nutrition. Mm. Case closed. Now you see your brain is 80%, like it's like 70% fat, right? And you need, I don't know if you guys obviously heard of the ketogenic diet and all that. Obviously, you guys mm -hmm. should have heard yeah. of keto. Right? Yeah. keto, keto. Mm -hmm. Why do they push it? Why, why is there sort of this low up uptrend of people pushing the keto diet? And they and the keto diet, for example, they tell people eat butter, eat saturated fat, and all that. And every single, about 99% of people, 99% of people that do keto diets report the exact same uh, effects, better concentration, more satiation, they feel more full, they feel more satisfied, and, and they feel uh, happier. Now, if you're eating unhealthy fats that are not filled with vitamins and minerals, guess what's going to happen? Your brain is going to pester you. It's going to knock, hey, I need vitamins, I need minerals, especially if you don't take multivitamins and if you don't take these things and you're just popping pills and all that, your brain literally begs it. It's like, hello, hello, I need, I need this, I need this, um, these vitamins and minerals. And this overeating, right? I'm telling you, I went through it, comes from actually your body desiring these vitamins and minerals. So what do you do? Mm. You go McDonald's, you go hungry, yeah. uh, Burger yeah. King, you go whatever, and your body is trying to actually get. The, the fats that it's looking for, you don't know what it is, you're not aware of it, through more bad food. So it's a feedback loop. That's what happened to me. Of course, it becomes an eating disorder. It becomes an eating disorder. But yeah. the person is actually just, their body is actually just requesting, right, the proper nutrition, proper vitamins and minerals. Now, I wanted to answer that question by Muhammad about, um, about beef fat. That as well is a misconception, right? You can go get because Laham's butchers, they throw it. Some butchers in Australia were giving it to me for free because they're going to throw it. I swear to God. If you actually wanted to buy beef fat from a butcher in Australia, for example, 
he'll charge you three, four dollars a kilo. A kilo. Wow. Now, a kilo. Mm -hmm. So and if you and if you if you if you melt it down, because all you got to do is melt it down for three, four hours. Once it's melted down, you have about 900 grams, 800 grams of proper nutritious fats. If you compare that with vegetable oil and canola oil, Habibi, this it's not even any comparison. Right now, if you want to go get five liters of, of canola oil from, from the Dakan or whatever, it's at Akhtar, it's over 500,000 or 400,000, something like that. I'm telling you, there's lahams here that I bought a beef fat farm. They were giving it to me literally. He gave he gave me a, a kilo of, uh, of of beef fat, and I have to go uh, the, like I have to do it by myself. He gave it for me to like for meat elf, and he was even like, "Oh, don't worry about it." I was like, "No, no, 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 I'll pay you." He's like, "Oh, whatever." <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah, this is the thing. But really yes, do. to answer mm -hmm. to answer the, that that question, right? Mm -hmm. You are 100 right because at the end of the day, not everyone, especially in Lebanon, is going to go and and buy and sort of be aware of it and go buy it and then. Uh, you know, render it and melt it down and then put it, even though it's very easy, it's very, very easy. And it's actually cheaper than vegetable oils. Mm. But what, what we need is actually entrepreneurs or an entrepreneur to process this and make it more cost affordable, more available for people. Now, we can all agree that Lebanon is especially, we love our stomach. We love food. The, yes. A lot of people love food. Food is, food is very important. In Australia, mm -hmm. right? In Australia, what I was doing is that I was frying batata mitliya in beef fat, and I was mm -hmm. frying it in oils, and I'd call four of my friends to come over. And oh, taste test. Yes, <laughs> not only that. I'd fry it in beef fat and fry it in vegetable oil, right? Two plates. The one at uh, two kilos, right? And sort of uh, half a kilo of, of, of one fried vegetable oil. Every single one of them <laughs> they will finish the ones in beef fat and it's like it's like they're eating candy like whoa they're eating it like that you don't want you don't know why because your body and your taste buds your saliva and everything is detecting the vitamins and minerals inside it and mm. every single one of them every single one of them when we have mcdonald's the, the french fries and mcdonald's and all that in australia we'd get harder we get like heartburn and mm. it wouldn't sit in your stomach especially now because my stomach is very sensitive, very, very, very sensitive. Uh, every single one of them, every single, 100% of my friends will be like, bro, I don't feel, I don't have magas. I don't feel like, I don't, I don't feel like my stomach is hurting me and all that. I actually feel good. They all yeah. said the yeah. exact same thing. I feel oh, good. Yeah. Wow. I feel great. The beautiful thing is they're not lazy anymore. <laughs> you know when you eat uh, heavy, you, you just got house. You want to sit on the couch. You want to, you, you get knocked breathe. out in a food coma. But when you have, like, I've tried, I've tried. And that's my design. Before. That's my design. And you feel like you want to do more. Not or you want to do more. You're going to feel a little lazy, of course. But mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's very, yeah, it's, it's, it's very simple. When you, when you start with your, when you start with uh, giving your body uh, the best building materials, the best nutrition, your mind will eventually follow. But so as mm -hmm. long as you're in a perpetual environment, it's called a feedback loop. So mm -hmm. if you're in a feedback loop, if your current feedback loop is eat bad, feel bad, eat more to try and feel good, but you feel worse, so it goes. You keep going. You try to find more food and this, that, and all that. So then you keep trying to, so you're in a loop. You're stuck in a loop yeah. until you loop to death or unhealthiness. Oof. That's exactly all right. You, you know something? <laughs> I, sorry, Ali. Go for but, it, uh, 
<laughs> so something important that you also mentioned that helps to get out, out of this loop is awareness, which mm. I feel like a lot of people fail to, uh, you know, develop in their lives. And mm. this is directly related, in my opinion, to the matrix. But I th this this the term the matrix, you know, gets thrown around quite often. And obviously, the first thing that we think of is the red pill, blue pill from the movie, <laughs> and all like you know, reality and like escaping and staying within the box and all that. But if you could give us like a better explanation, so that you know people can understand it a bit more. That's right. What what is the matrix? What what is the matrix? What is going on? <laughs> like. Who is in the matrix? Who's controlling the matrix? What the fuck's going on? What is the matrix? <laughs> I want to see if I could one second share my screen. One second. You can go for it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Man. He's going to show us all the codes and all the. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, he's going to be like Keanu Reeves right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to okay, be hacking again, you know? The chosen one. Okay, okay, okay. Come look, Habib Albe. Look, don't worry. <laughs> Let me teach. Let me teach all you people and let me, okay, because I'll be honest with you as well. I love Andrew Tate, but there's a problem as well. He doesn't, like, he throws it around and especially, for example, like, you know, you know, I, I hope to meet him because he hasn't even touched this topic, which is actually more important, like, because he addresses a lot about the mind and all that and how important mm -hmm. it is to train and all that, but he actually hasn't, he doesn't know any idea about the history of food and where our food sources come from and all this stuff like that, right? So, the matrix, right? What they're actually saying, and what really the matrix is, and if you watch the, you obviously you guys know the movie. It's mm -hmm. a, a, it's sort of like a system, right? That's designed to make you believe a certain way, and it really kicked in after 1970, especially with the advancement of technology, because technology empowered weak and and hyper 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 powerful men to sort of leverage misinformation. And target them now. Hello, I don't want to get into much detail because I don't want to get assassinated anytime soon. I like breathing so much. Yeah, yeah. But the way I can simplify it, right, is that the Matrix is a group of very hyper powerful men and people that have sort of conspired to give us a version of reality that is not consistent with actual reality. A little example of, of what I was telling you was the fact that um, convincing us, literally con convincing people for thousands of years that all of a sudden butter and all this bad stuff is causing heart disease and all that shit like that, um, that is a matrix attack. And, they, and it didn't take instantly. It wasn't instant. It took years and generations and all that. If I show you the first ads that um, Ogilvy and Mother made to convince Crisco that Crisco is better than butter, you'd be shocked because they they target, they back in the 1920s and 30s, uh, they targeted uh, people, uh, like they targeted the, the children of the parents and convinced them that, oh, making butter, it's a long process, churning butter, you don't need to churn it, you know, you just buy it, Crisco already made and all that. And this uh, it's like vegetable salmon, it's not good for you. Um, but here's an example of the matrix, right? Let me, let me, sh let me share my screen. Go for it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let me just uh, show you this. Okay, wait. Where is it? Oh, no. Yeah, I see it. Wow. Okay. Can you guys see this? I see. Yeah, I see that. This is yeah. by far the most important image I can show you on Earth. 
on earth. This is the scariest image you ever see. Only a few companies own everybody. This is not a joke. Look at this, right? If I if I zoom in, right? Yeah, I wish I could do. Yeah, all right. Can you see that, yeah, boys? I see it. Yeah, no, I see it clearly. Look, look what Nestle wow. own. They own Wonka. They own Crunch. They own Roller. They own Aero. They own all these Lion. They own Lion. Nestle own Lion. They own all these chocolates, Chunky. They own look, look, even even food brands. I need to get you a better image. Sorry, one second. They own, look, Milo. Milo is an Australian brand. You know what I mean? It's an Australian one. They own Milo. They own Nesquik. They own uh, Perrier. The sparkling yeah, the water. And the water. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I'm not done. Pepsi. Mm -hmm. Pepsi. You know Pepsi? They own Quaker's Oats. <laughs> Pepsi. Pepsi. Listen, Pepsi is a drink company, but they also own Lay's. Chips. Smith's. Smith's is an Australian company for chips. They are nerds. Look at all these brands. Kellogg's. Let's go with Kellogg's. They own Overling. They own Mazola. Mazola, Habibi. Mazola is vegetable salmon and it's made from corn. And that's probably the biggest salmon you could ever put in your body. Not salmon is the biggest salmon you could ever put in your body. <laughs> right? And they, they own all these. Look, look. Crunchina. You know, you, you know the supermarkets? We go to the supermarkets. We're like, oh, wow, look at all these products and all that. Yeah. Cadbury, look at this, Cadbury, look, sorry, Mond so even in Australia, we're used to Cadbury, but it's actually owned by Mondelez International. I've actually and never heard of Mondelez, wow. Yeah, exactly. me neither. No, yeah. Mondelez is a big corporation. You know who owns, uh, who Nestle owns now in Lebanon? In Lebanon? Zaha. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, my yeah. God. Nestle owns yeah. Zaha. But they have their, oh, my God, man. Yeah, bro, look. They own Cadbury, Oreos, everything we're all used to. And all these products have vegetable oil. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Even the chocolates. And chocolate, you don't need you don't need uh, vegetable oil to make chocolate. You can just make it from cacao butter. But they specifically, by design, use vegetable oil. Right? It's, a, it's like Disney Plus. Uh, Disney, sorry, not Disney Plus. Disney exactly. with uh, the movie industries and, like, major productions. Like, for example, they bought Lucas Productions, I think. Is that mm -hmm. what's called? Yeah, they yeah, bought Star Wars, one. basically. Mm -hmm. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, they own vitamin water. They own all these. They own Fuse, the tea. They own Fanta. They own, they own Sprite. They own all the drinks that we are used to growing up with. They own it all. Unilever. Unilever make uh, tampons and pads for women. They make Axe body spray. They make In Australia, it's called Lynx. Pay attention. They own uh, Peters, which is an ice cream brand. They own all these brands. I, look, I can literally, like, I can literally send you guys these photos, and you can uh, reference it for yourself. But around one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten companies, ten in the whole globe, right? In the whole fucking globe, right? Are marketing us their products, and obviously, there's an agenda. You can't yeah. deny that there's an agenda. And if you're meant to tell me and convince me that all these companies, all of them, they don't they don't talk to each other, you're really ignorant. Because for it's them, like, it's like like baseball mafia. issues. It's 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 a mafia. Uh, wouldn't you block marrying the, his daughter to a Christian? Yeah, yeah he exactly. was against the idea of Christianity. Crazy, bro. It's a big mafia, and they right. know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's the, yeah, that's, that's the best way.
All right. So you're an entrepreneur, Rabia, right? So how do you combat these companies right now? They're 10, too big to take down. But uh, it seems like you you have a plan of action. Um, what do you think? Obviously, I can't, tell, I can't say my plan. And the reality is, is that um, the reality is, look, I don't want to make enemies, but yeah, the the reality is that you can just look at history. Any person that wanted to do good, they are automatically an enemy, because uh, when you aim to sort of uh, take down, so let me just stop uh, showing my screen. Excellent. Yeah. Oh my sorry. You don't want to make enemies, man. No one wants enemies, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro. Mm -hmm. When you um, when you don't want to, you don't want to make enemies, and, and by far, look, I don't want to like sort of take down the empire. But here's the thing, right? <laughs> um, here's the thing, right? Uh, a little can go a long way. Now, if we mm. just look uh, at the history, any religion, right? The biggest example that you can take from prophets, right, is that one man has the capability to change the whole world. Well, I that's believe the, that for sure. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest lesson. And you know, the funniest part is that these men always started with one person. And then it causes an exponential effect. Mm -hmm. The truth, like a lie, but the truth is more powerful than a lie because mm -hmm. the contagion effect of a truth resonates more with people. It resonates way, 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 way more with people. And the reality is, for example, when I when let me just bring it back to when I was uh, uh, frying uh, uh, my just just potatoes in 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 beef fat. Every single one of my mates, they told me, "Where'd you get that beef fat from?" I told them, "Here, this is the exact uh, supermarket you need to go to." And they went and they told their mum, "Please, mum, only make us fries in this because it's so delicious." Their mums tried it and they're like, "Whoa, holy shit! It's actually fucking delicious." <laughs> It's so delicious. It's so, 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 so delicious. And they don't have that stomach ache, all this bullshit, right? They don't have all these things. And they're like, why didn't I know about this? One person caused a chain reaction between six families. Now, those six families then are going to cause another chain reaction. Right. With all these other families. Tell them, Do this, cook with that, use this. Do you understand? This is exactly how it goes. But this is why these companies are sort of keeping the media in control. That's why they banned Andrew Tate. That's why mm -hmm. they're silencing people that are speaking out because of their power. But the thing is, you can't silence the truth for long. Eventually, mm -hmm. even if they, decide, if they decide to take me out or whoever it is, there will always be someone else to come and replace me. There will always be someone else. You know, death isn't always the answer. It's a <laughs> temporary band-aid fix to the problem. It's like, oh, shut him up now. But once the truth is out, right, it spreads like wildfire, like... Even if you look at Islam, like the religion of Islam, it didn't spread when Muhammad was alive. It did, but not as much as when he died. Do you understand? It really yes. started to spread after he died because they mm -hmm. all sat down together and they're like, no, 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 this is the truth. And we need it. Like, this is what they said. We need to spread mm -hmm. it. Christianity, the exact same thing. Christianity was mm -hmm. exactly the same. Uh, it was actually Christianity. If you look at it back then, it was, it was, between, um, uh, it was between the followers of Christ. It was between uh, the the the. Uh, Yes, the 12 apostles. And it was actually Paul, which his name was Saul of Tarsus. He was the one that came and pushed it when he had a vision about Christ and all that. And then the Roman, uh, the Roman Empire adopted it as a religion because they said that, wow, this actually can we can we can push people and all that. And this is exactly how it spreads, because once the truth comes out, 
everyone will start to resonate with the truth, right? Right, and wake up. Mm -hmm. And wake it, up. But, it's, but uh, the problem, if you have one person doing it, one person's very easy to take out, right? So if you have like a Gandhi or a Martin Luther King or a John Lennon or JFK or whatever, like all these are people you talk about, right? That are like, they said the truth and then with the people in power, like Andrew Tate took them out. But if we're all uh, aware and we're, we're all awake and we can all think critically, you can't kill all of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think the most, the most important part is not to focus on the individual that's spreading the truth. It's more, it's to focus on what they're saying. Because if, and that's what, and that's the, the awareness that people fail to have is whenever someone is speaking the truth, they focus on just the person themselves. Like, oh, we have to follow this person no matter what. Instead of focusing on the words and the teachings of this person and following the teachings by itself. You know, they follow, like even for the, uh, for the prophet, like some sometimes it can be, people can be misinformed because they what they do is they're constantly looking for the next hadith instead of just following, for example, the Quran. They just want to hear what the prophet yeah. was saying because he was the prophet. He was the messenger of God. But in reality, his message was was the Quran. That is that should, that is enough. You know, that's where you you start your path and you continue. The the hadith is just is just. I feel like it's extra information. Uh, I could be, I could be wrong about that, but for me, yeah, yeah. I feel like people should just focus on the Quran because that's the message. Like uh, I'm saying, from a religious standpoint, obviously there's yeah. multiple other examples, and but this is the one that I was using. Yeah. So, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, you're 100% right, you're 100% right. Um, so, like, you know, you guys, uh, you obviously, to address your question, Ali, you said, like, you know, what are my plans and all that? I'm not going to say my plans, but look, a skill <laughs> that I have, a skill that I have uh, really well is that um, uh, I, like, my whole life I've been like this, is that I have a voice. I would say, like, I have a, I can, I can resonate with people and I'm a great <laughs> salesman. And I believe every man on this earth, every man on this earth should possess the ability to sell. Selling yeah. by far is the most powerful ability to possess as a man. Because when you sell, uh, life is all selling. Life, all of it is selling. You want to get married. You want to meet a girl. You want to this and that. You know, it all relates to selling and being able to sell yourself, sell your ideas, uh, sell your personality. This is all part of the process. And uh, for me, look, I dropped out. I, I went the, the route of dropping out of uh, pharmacy and realizing that this is not the systemic way of me living my life. And because I've always had dreams when I was young, but I realized that being in this pharmacy uh, industry and all that, I was just following the dreams of my family and having a name, you know, like a name, like, oh, and a side of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm a pharmacist and all that. And it, 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 it all brings back, like, let me bring it back full circle, right? The modern day has convinced people that the ego is the center of the world. The ego, your ego, right? So yeah, people want fame, power, status, money, and all <laughs> that, all these things. And it's all of that is centered on the ego. And I'll tell you, as a man, as a man that I've developed and the person that I've become, you know, building a very, very big business and having it all wiped out within a day because of coronavirus, um, my ego has been humbled. Very, 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 very humbled. And I thank God to the day I die for everything that has happened to me. Because moving forward, mm. the way forward is actually not the ego. That's the way forward. The way forward is to actually really genuinely want to help people without being the figurehead. Oh, look at me. 
Look at me, feed my ego, feed my ego and all that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? The, mm. the, the ego should actually be shared with people. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the mm. blessings and the pride and all that should be shared with people. But it should never be, uh, it should never be um, exaggerated. It should never be pushed too hard because the ego can eventually be your own demise. And how would you advise people to maybe kill that ego, you know, in a sense, just to get rid of it? Uh, honestly, you need to go through a lot of trauma. Uh, you need to put yourself in situations that are uncomfortable. Uh, you need to be around people such as we're having this conversation that have been through something like that and that can give you their wisdom and information on life, right? Because no matter how smart you are in this world, you can never, ever, ever be born with wisdom. That's the reality. Whether you like to agree with it or not, even if you're the smartest 20-year-old genius, you can hack, code, whatever, all that, that means nothing. If you're 20, you haven't been through it, well, depending on your trauma and everything, uh, you haven't really been through enough life, for example, as, as say, as a 30-year-old, right? Um, but if you couple your intelligence with wisdom, that's how you can actually uh, push and make people aware. The most important thing is that you need to, so to, in order to be wise, you need to experience. That's the whole point mm. of wisdom, The only way you can be wise is to be like, hey, man, shut the fuck up. I've been through that. You haven't been through that. I've been through that. Let me give you my advice. That's the whole point of wisdom. That's mm -hmm. exactly what it is. Right? You know, uh, Rabia, I don't want to cut you off, but I want to go on a little rant about the educational system right now. <laughs> they've, changed, they've changed it from like, yeah, like you go out and do things and you learn from doing. But now it's like, oh, you memorize a book. And if you're, uh, you know, shatter, shatter, then you'll get, you know, an A and... <laughs> You know, you memorize everything, you get an A, but piece of paper. Um, but that's not, but it's not. But when we're out into now that I'm older and I'm going out in the real world, I'm like, all that was bullshit. You know, it's like the things that actually taught me how to live my life are the things that I've done, not for, in some school, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, what is so you just got to experience, you just got to go out and do things and be hard and live a life. No, no, no. This is, this is a message to all men. And all people, really. Um, but mainly, I address this message to men. For men, you have to align yourself with your purpose in life, right? You need to cut out all the bullshit that keeps you distracted. Distracted. The Instagram, the pornography, even, I would even argue and say, excessive gaming, all that. You need to cut it out. Because these things are actually um, distracting you from your innate desire for conquest and competition and you see let's just look at it for, for example just competition right uh, a game of soccer right the purpose of the team the purpose of the team is to win that's the purpose and they all must work together to win very simple very very simple if you don't work together you will not win case closed you're not going to win that's just how it is right And now let me ask you, if, if soccer players were playing a match, right, and you got three of the soccer players looking everywhere, looking at the crowd, or just, oh, wow, look at me and all that in the crowd, what do you think the teammates are going to do? They'd be like, shut the fuck up, focus. We have to win. Focus. We have to win. What the fuck are you doing? You understand? It's very, very, very simple. Sure. But we unfortunately live in a reality. It's called hyperstimulation. If you guys don't believe me, you can read... Uh, 
for, I read the book, The Dopamine Detox. It's a very good book. Mm. Um, I actually read it twice. It's actually a very, very good book. Um, and uh, we live in an environment now of hyper, hyper, hyper stimulation. You know what I mean? Like even to the extent when you're on Instagram, you're mm. automatically um, you're automatically exposed to softcore pornography. <laughs> it's it's it's, 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 it's actually a reality like and, yeah. and this is having a subconscious effect on men men aren't designed to see that much ass squatting and 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 girls <laughs> our brains aren't designed like that our grandfather <laughs> our grandfathers will never see that much pussy that's the reality they will never see that much <laughs> ass and shit their, their whole life they will never see that right and they were more focused in working getting shit done Very doing true. this Things moving forward. We're living in a hyper-stimulated society by design. By design. Completely agree. And, yeah. And this is also having massive ramifications in people and their health. What do you think obesity is as well? It's an overstimulation of food and unhealthy food. So you stimulate more and more, and you have more, and you need more, and you need more, and you need more, and you need more. And it's a constant, you're stimulating. You're not, you're not, you're not shutting your mouth. You keep eating. That's the yeah. that's the whole issue. You're not I, shutting your mouth. I feel like something that could help with that is since this is probably propagated by the our addiction to our fo- our phones our you know just constantly being connected wherever we go since the your phone is cu- is mobile with you and it keeps yes. you connected to the internet to all of this stimuli that you will have negative effects on you for me something that I've been trying to do recently is time myself you know decrease my screen time in general i remember i did that very well when i went when i visited lebanon in august basically i did not so i didn't get my lebanese number with me so that means i didn't have access to 3g i could only i didn't have access to anything no instagram no whatsapp whenever i leave the house i have no access to anything i can only use wi-fi and people were weirded out when i told them about this because I had to, cause like, <laughs> bro, because like at certain times I had to go meet people, you know, and I need, you know, like I need GPS, I need Google Maps, I need stuff like that. And I w- what I would do is basically plan the whole thing by saying, it's like, okay, are we going to meet in this location? Meet at this time. Just go there and figure it out, figure it out from there. And I, I watched as how my phone literally was telling me every, uh, every week, that your screen time is decreasing by like 20 hours every week, 20 hours, 20 hours, 20 hours. It keeps decreasing every time because I'm using my phone less and less every week. And I noticed that this had a healthy effect on me. And I feel like this is, for me, this is my advice to people is reduce your screen time, especially on your phone, specifically your phone, because I feel like that is the worst habit to have right now, the addiction to your phone. 100%. Let me address that though. Look, me, I run, I run e-commerce businesses. So yeah. the, the unfortunate reality for me is that I'm tied to my phone every day. I've got no option. Yeah. I actually have no option. I have to, to like to check my sales, to check analytics and all that. I have, I have no option whatsoever. But there's a difference. Not everything is bad. That's we need to address that. Not everything is bad, right? Yeah. The quality. Things have good and bad things in them. Right. Mm. When I really pushed my business, King Sims. So this is my packaging. Comes in gold and all that. This is the SIM card. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very That's nice cool. uh, logo, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you guys can literally just go search at kingsims.com. I'm uh, I'm extending the link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kingsims.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like a, what's it called? 
ورق شده you know the, the cards and stuff but like good man like, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, luxurious yeah. one that's right it's it is black it's, and... it's all dahab <laughs> and like qr code and all this stuff like that like i really really built this business really well um yeah. but yeah. when i'll tell you honestly when i went through my first heartbreak um in in 2018 and uh, i i decided to give king sims uh, my business my full full attention I was going through a problem. I was finding myself addicted to the uh, dopamine farm called Facebook. It's a dopamine farm, like Instagram, the dopamine farms. And I was finding myself waking up, like to get myself out of my sadness and all that. And I'll just scroll through Facebook mindlessly for an hour, looking for the next funny thing and all that. And then when I actually took it upon myself to learn the algorithm, and obviously because I have to understand marketing very, 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 very well, I was like, let me understand the system. How, how am I stuck in this, uh, this feedback loop of mindlessly scrolling for hours and watching all these ads? Because remember, the more ads you watch, the more yeah. Facebook get paid. It's a genius. It's a very, very genius. Always remember, always remember this one rule. The more you stay on Facebook and Instagram, that's more money for Facebook and Instagram. Trust me. I, I've spent tens and tens. Literally, I've spent more than $100,000 in Facebook alone. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And when I discovered how dangerous, how scary this system was, I was frightened. I was like, holy shit. Every single thing that I've liked, every single thing that I've shared is indexed by Facebook. It's literally indexed. And they have like, imagine like it's a big spreadsheet and they're like, and, and the things that you like and share is connected to a category. And this category is uh, travel, humor, uh, food, uh, uh, fucking working out, girls working out. They've, 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 They've micromanaged it and they've separated everything. And there's like a little point system. They're like, oh, whoa, uh, uh, Muhammad and Ali, Ali has liked, Ali has reacted to 10 food, uh, uh, food uh, you know, the, the selfie food things. He's reacted to 10 food images. Uh, so keep sending him more of that stuff. He likes it. <laughs> uh, uh, Saeed, he's, he, he, he's, on, he's on Facebook. Oh, whoa, he keeps looking at girls squatting and all that. Beautiful. Keep... Keep giving him that. Keep giving him that. And then, and then yeah. when I started to learn and understand that, I got frightened and I just completely, completely went out. I've never had an Instagram my whole life. I've only got a business Instagram. That's it. Um, but for me, when I realized that, I was so frightened that I literally um, just stopped going on Facebook. And my brain, by default, was starting to repair and come back because it wasn't getting these constant dopamine hits and and dopamine hits and and this overstimulation of your brain eventually makes you lazy and tired and like i don't i don't have energy anymore because your brain has already been extracted that's why they call it dopamine farms it's been extracted of all the dopamine left that's exactly what's happening and when i realized the truth and when i realized how powerful it is um i said enough is enough and you know to address your question uh, saeed uh, that you said about uh screen time and all that uh, the only reason why you did that is because you needed the mechanism to increase your, dis your discipline. That's mm -hmm. really as it is. And every man in this world, uh, and coming from a person that lack discipline, um, have problems with their discipline. It's by design. Very true. Well, uh, yeah, you're fighting against things that are so hard. To, uh, <laughs> it's really hard. You need to be really powerful. People are like, oh, life's easy. But I feel like, no, you need to put in the effort to get a strong mind. To be disciplined enough to to get through it, and uh, um, it's pretty cool. I'm looking at your website right now. It looks pretty like 
Congrats, man. How epic is it, dude? You got so much. Look at that. Kingsims.com. Check it out. Do you want to tell us a bit about it? Uh, yeah. Yes. So, uh, so uh, we uh, supply travel SIM cards to travelers before mm -hmm. they arrive in the destination country. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, I solve a massive problem for travelers uh, when they, when they, firstly, they don't want to use expensive mobile roaming because it's very, very expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and secondly, uh, a lot of airport stores, uh, they sell you prepaid SIMs at a very, very inflated high price because they know you're a traveler. You don't know the prices and all that there. So what I did is I, I created a company, a business, and I was actually one of the first, pretty much like one of the first people in the world. I'm not even kidding. I'm not exaggerating this because no one in America is doing this. And I'm expanding to America very soon. I'm actually expanding to the UK. I have customers all over the world, but my main customer base is in Australia because of logistics, because I'm set up in Australia. Uh, my All my sims, my stock is in Australia. So by default, I target Australians, but I still get international orders, right? And uh, what I do is solve a massive uh, problem for travelers and I help them get connected to uh, 4G data with the local number and everything like that before they even arrive in that country. So when they arrive, all they have to do is uh, use the King Sims, you know, open the beautiful packaging. Uh, everything comes even with a SIM pin. Like I got a SIM pin that I'll show you. That even has like the little King on it. Do you know what I mean? Like everything is custom, cool. and custom mm -hmm. made and all that. And uh, yeah, like it's, it's all pretty much ready. So when you plug it into your phone, You'll be connected while still in the plane, and off you go. That's my business. You save your and, customer uh, very time. Very simple, very very simple, mm. uh, very simple idea. You know, like I don't agree with all this Silicon Valley, all this bullshit startups that they're trying to make all these complicated techie technology, all this bullshit that they're doing and overcomplicating and all that. No, 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 no. The best way to start a business is to just provide value to the consumer. You have to provide value. And that's what you did. You say you. Sorry. Sorry. But you save the customer time. When they travel, they don't have much time. They don't want to waste their time talking to other people they don't need. Like, for instance, your cell phone. Like, when you get to the airport, you need a cell phone. Uh, you need to communicate with the next person. The only communicate is having the phone. And you fill the void in with, you're already prepared with everything you need right off the bat. Instead of going to the cell phone distributor, you know, like, taking up time, picking up a SIM card. You know, you have to make sign a contract. You right. literally save them time that they need for other things. All right, I'm yeah. sold, man. I want one. <laughs> Send me one. Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No problem. <laughs> no worries. Uh, uh, Said, you're in uh, London, right? Yeah. All right, watch this. Should I send you my postcodes as well? You obviously know this company, Three, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> exactly. All right, I have, I, have a, I have a contract with them, right? So I, sell, mm. uh, I, I give them this UK SIM, and it works in 72 destinations, right? It also works on all of Europe um, with, the one, uh, with the one SIM card. That's it. It works on all of Europe. And obviously, um, Ali, you're in uh, America, right? right? Yeah, LA. This is T-Mobile. I have one of the biggest contracts with T-Mobile. I oh, sell, I yeah, I sell more T-Mobile sims than the airport stores. And eventually, because my customers were expanding, and sometimes if they had issues, they would automatically go to like a T-Mobile store in the airport or close, mm -hmm. um, close by. 
the T-Mobile reps were getting uh, dirty because, you know, they're their own independent dealer. They want the customer. And they were like, oh, who is this company, King Sims? They're not, they're, they're not, a, they're not a legitimate company, all this and that. Like, they were bagging me out because I was doing a, a way better job than them. Literally, that's exactly what I was doing. That's why T-Mobile loved me because I'm like, I've made it hyper-efficient. I've made it very, very efficient to get connected to the unlimited data plan, unlimited 5G, unlimited 4G data. Um, and and for for travelers to be to have an experience like locals, it's a great idea. It's a great. How business. did you how did you make a one SIM card that can be work that can work in multiple you know countries, I, multiple locations? I, I did I, 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 I strategically <laughs> found the carriers. So three is an example of them. Uh, three have roaming agreements with all of Europe because of uh, the nature of the Europeans traveling in between Europe and all that. So I said, okay, strategically, instead of making a deal with T-Mobile in Germany, because they don't have that uh, feature where you can roam, I'll make it with three in the United Kingdom. And plus, I'm an Australian company and all that. So it was very easy to get it set up and convince them to send me the stock uh, to Australia and all that. So they had that trust or sort of a... And um, yeah, I strategically got it. And now as well, uh, you guys can check on my website. I have Southeast Asian SIMs. So they work in six destinations in Southeast Asia. I as well plan on getting uh, more SIM cards uh, for uh, that roam so that you just have one SIM that works in multiple destinations. Uh, for example, uh, let me, let me, like, even I need one, one of, of those. Right now, yeah, yeah. One of them right now as well, you guys can check. I sell uh, Qatar eSIMs and I'm selling it for the FIFA World Cup. And uh, so now as well, eSIMs is like a new technology. You don't even, if you have new phones, the fairly new phones, um, you can pretty much, uh, you can pretty much just download the SIM card onto your phone and wow. you're connected minutes. So I'm actually one of the first, I would think in the world to offer these Qatar eSIMs. And now I'm starting to sell them to travelers all over the world. And uh, this is sort of helping my, my business just scale exponentially. Because instead of actually selling, getting the physical SIM to you before you fly, I'll just get it, you to scan a QR code from your email. Done. You're finished. And we're also working on a King Sims app. It should be finished by end of December, hopefully, inshallah. Inshallah, man. How inshallah. cool. Yeah. Congrats on all that. And I need one. I do. I need one. It's not that I want one. You I need one. <laughs> you, guys yeah, get, exactly. don't worry, you guys will get free SIMs for life. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, let's go. All right. That's sick, Should man. We, we are kind of wrapping up on time. I don't know, Paco or Zed, if you have a last question before we wrap up here. Yeah. I actually have two questions, if I'm that's sure. all right. Yeah. So the first it. one, the first one is, um, so one of them is a, is a bit personal and the one is just something that I like to ask usually at the end of the show. So I'm going to ask that one first, which is, um, what's a question that you'd like to ask us after sitting with us for, for the past hour, talking and getting to know us? Obviously, we got to know you now. So I'd uh, like to give you a question. Of course. So what is your actual purpose with creating this podcast? Because obviously, I can feel that you boys uh, sort of had a have a hidden vision between yourselves. Um, I, Muhammad told me it's out of boredom, but I don't buy that. I don't believe that. <laughs> well, uh, no, it started like that. What, all right, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. First, well, I'm happy to share this. Uh, uh, what's it called? It started off with boredom, and then it moved into like I need to market myself. Like I need to, like I need to be, I need to set a name for myself in this world. So I was like, right. I mean, podcast is a good destination to where I want to be because people are now 
more into podcasts. And more, it's like a new channel. A podcast is like a replacement of the radio channel. If you notice that people are listening to more podcasts than they are listening to their own radio, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Because now, because in today and age, we have a lot of information. Information is not free. Before, it was like how much a newspaper will cost 10 cents at that time. So you have to understand that now we are information. We are the, the goal for people to learn more. We are the resource for information. We are nothing, like we are nothing, but we are everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, do you want to share wow. your, uh, your <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, uh, I do see it as a way for me to escape the matrix, you know, and to escape the, the slave world. And, um, you know, definitely my goal, like I just want to, when I'm older, just to live the life I want to live, do the things I want to do, and I won't get bored, you know, trust me. <laughs> there are many things that I'm interested and passionate about uh, in terms of financial freedom with YouTube and the Internet. The Internet's a money machine, right? That's where all the money is, you know. I can work, I'm working a job, and I'm, there's no way I'm ever going to get the amount of money that I want to get, you know. So this is a, a source. And then networking, uh I love meeting people like you, Rabia, and others, you know, that are, um, that are accomplished and uh, it's changing my mindset and uh, it's cool to make friends around the world and, um, and the information thing. Uh, I'm a, uh, you know, I love collecting books. I love collecting information and, uh, and cause you know, I don't, <laughs> I have this fear in the back of my mind. Maybe I'm a bit paranoid, but I feel like maybe we're going to go into a world where, information is going to be a bit more censored or restricted and stuff like that. So I'm taking the opportunity I have now to gather all the information pretty much. And for me, I would say I, whenever I go into something, I feel like I always have multiple reasons to do it. And for the podcast, definitely multiple reasons. And it's fun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It is fun. One, one, it's fun. (laughs) <laughs> Two, it's it's a project that was made by that start was started by my friends and they mm-hmm. told me to, to join them from the beginning so for me one one of the things that i've recently been trying to focus on is like do more projects with with people that you trust especially your friends because i feel especially the ones that you really know because and i know i know these guys for a while i've known them for for years so when they're when they want to put their minds to something I know this is this is where I just set myself aside. Like I, you know how people constantly think like they have to be in charge. Although, mm. especially when it comes to you know working with your friends and working with stuff like that, they always say don't work with family, don't work with friends. No, I feel like that has to do with your ego and stuff. Get your ego checked. Join join the club, guys, and you guys can make something amazing together. Uh, another reason, obviously, is learning. So much to learn. So much to understand and it's fun man it's just it's a great experience to have to just go through these conversations with people that you can meet from around the world maybe even one day you can just meet them in person and you take obviously you take different parts everyone has different ways of taking different information from people and i feel like this helps me become more aware more understanding of how things work so these are, I guess, some of the reasons I can think of the top of my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it's about the team also, as you said. It's like, it's a very non-ego thing for me. You know, it's like, uh, I, 
the reason to keep doing it is because if I don't show up, Saeed's, you know, is going to be without me and Fatwa, if I yeah. don't show up, you know, we're not, like, we all have to be here for each other to make it work, you know, and it's like, that for me is also a huge motivator. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Perfect. let me, let me actually address that. Um, the greatest value that uh, men can actually provide in this world is sharing their ideas and their experiences and wisdom with other men. You see, this is why as well the podcast uh, thing has sort of actually exploded is because there's this huge market of men that are actually blatantly lost. That's the truth. And they're, they're, they're overstimulated. Um, they've got too much uh, going on. They've got their own problems. Uh, do you know what I mean? And they feel like they need a sense of direction. Direction is extraordinarily, extraordinarily important for a man because we need to know where the fuck we're going. It's that simple. If you're living a day in, day in, day in, day out, you don't know where you're going, you're going to get depressed. You're going to get sad. You're going to feel like there's a disconnect in your heart. And that's what I'll tell you with what I did everything in my life um, is to sort of ground myself, is to, is to enforce the direction that I need to go in my life. And what you guys are doing is something great. You know, the more, the more interesting people you get on this podcast, you know what I mean? Like if, if we push, like I probably do the marketing for this podcast and get a lot of people, but... You know, if we can sort of push good messages and and send it out through, through like using the medium that we have available, trust yeah. me, yeah. what we say here doesn't just resonate with you, but it resonate with millions of other people that feel the exact same way, but don't have a platform to speak. Right. So it's great that you guys are doing this, honestly, like. Uh, you know, you never know what happens, you know, if, if right, we become right, more right. successful or I become very successful and, you know, the unfortunate reality is that in this, in this world, what you do and how much money you make or what power you have is, 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 is actually essential in order to spread mm -hmm. a message. That's, that's the most necessary yeah. element spreading a message. So yeah, that's what we need to do, man. We just need to spread this message more. <laughs> Let's do it. And the final um, question that I, the, the other question that I wanted to ask was uh, the personal one. I remember we, so obviously we talked in the beginning about uh, your weight loss. And I just wanted to ask you something about the whole process of the weight loss. Was it for you to accept yourself as, to accept your past, how you looked? Or was it to look for a new, a new Rabia? Very good question. Um, I, f I feel like though the best way to answer it, now, especially with the person that I am now, is that I try to dissociate myself of that person that I was. Because mm -hmm. I, I really believe that the person you're seeing in front of you is Rabia, right? Is actually Rabia. The person that was there before was, I would say, a very down-tuned version of, of Rabia. Do you know what I mean? A very Matrix-influenced Rabia. Yeah, that's, that's the best way I can uh, say it. And, and you see, look, one, one man... Uh, has a lot of power in this world. And as you can see from even my weight loss and all that, I was I was in essentially a powerless state. If I didn't have any confidence in myself, let's say I was uh, like, I look like that now. There's, there's, no way I would, there's no way I would actually be here on this podcast to, to like mm. feel, even feel confident enough to speak. Do you know what I mean? And this all ties down to our self-image. This is, this is the most important thing because I hope this resonates with a lot of other people since when we push this. Um, is that your self-image is very, very, very important. How you manage your self-image manages how you deal with people. If you love yourself inside and you appreciate who you are inside, you wouldn't lose it. You would not lose it. 
That's beautiful. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks, thanks for setting us up uh, with Rubia. It's um, ah, well, no, bro, whatever. Well, no, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, Paco, is there anything else you want to ask before we wrap up? No, bro, no, bro, man. As long as everyone's safe and healthy, we all good. Thanks, man. Yeah, exactly. Words thanks for coming yes. on. Do you want to wrap up real quick, guys? Another day, another episode with Rabia, Paco, me and Ali. This was a great episode, guys. This is full of like mind-bending uh, information, like, <laughs> learning about stuff. Let's just end this, guys. Salute to the camera. Uh, Adios.